Welcome back to the farm. It's season four of You've Married a Farmer, Now What? And our first podcast episode to kick us off is with Lizzie from Mandaroon, New South Wales. She'll be talking to us about moving to the farm for the first time from her sheep grazing background to a family run operation, both Mandaroon and Albert. New South Wales. We hope that you learn some tips, tricks, hacks along the way and enjoy Lizzie's story. Before we jump into today's episode, I'd like to give a shout out to today's supportive link, which is Thermomix. Thermomix is a big help in the kitchen on any farmhouse. Whether you're homesteading or cooking for your family, the Thermomix is a game changer. Making lemon curds, jams and jellies from as quick as 15 minutes, making food from scratch and being able to restock your pantry from other staples you already have is a game changer. The Thermomix is amazing. If you'd like more information, then please join over on our socials. I'll leave the descriptions and links below. If you're ready to purchase your Thermomix, then at checkout, please use then at checkout please select Karcher Williams as your consultant and I look forward to working with you with your Thermomix. Now back to today's episode. We're talking, you've married the farmer, now what? And my guest today is Liz. Thanks for coming on, Liz. No worries. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your farm, and your family? Yes. So, um, I am Lizzie, and i married to my husband, Dave, who, and we live here at Mandurin on a property where we have sheep and cattle. We have two children, Harry, who's five, and Edie, who's two. Um, and I run a small business from home making pickles and jams called The Dill Tickle. Beautiful. And so what brought you to the farm here at Mandarin? So my husband Dave originally is from uh, Nevertire and his mum is still there. His um, dad grew up at Albert and we do have a farm at Albert as well. So Dave kind of goes between here at Mandarin and Albert. Um, He grew up with his family farming sheep. And I grew up on a sheep farm near Crookwell as well, so sheep was definitely the way that we were always kind of heading. Um, I was living in Orange when I met Dave, and he was living here. And uh, yeah, when we got married, I moved out here, and yeah, we've mostly had sheep. But um, during the wet years, we destocked quite a lot, and especially after the we kind of had sheep during the drought, destocked during the wet years. We've had mostly cattle, and now we're getting back into a bit of both. Yeah, that's a great combination. Yeah, it is. It's a good, works well, works well. And, you know, it's nice to have the variety of having the farm at Albert as well because it's, you know, quite different. And so we have the, we're, we are able to be flexible with moving stuff around and stuff, which works well. Yeah. And how do you find the travelling between both places? Well, I don't really go out to Albert very much. Dave does that mostly on his own. But, um, yeah, he it's he's actually out there today and it's hard because it's sort of, you know, You've got to juggle it all, and he also works off farm, so there's a lot going on. It's a bit of a juggle, and um, he used to have his dad to help him a lot with that, but his dad passed away earlier this year, so it's just been a whole kind of new thing to get into a new routine with all of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
learning what each other was doing and yeah, how to find exactly. the smooth processes yeah. going forward. Yeah. 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 So when you did move to the farm, Lizzie, did you find there was any lessons that you you learnt that stood out to you? I mean, I think growing up on a farm, I obviously, you know, you had an idea of what to do and I guess that whole thing of distance and being prepared and having a well-stocked pantry and, um, you know, there's a lot of sort of behind-the-scenes stuff where you're supporting your husband and all that sort of stuff. And before we had kids, I used to love getting out and helping Dave with, you know, as whatever I could. I'm not much of a stock woman, but um, other little bits and pieces. Um, I love, Dave loves fencing and I love pulling down fences. So that was always helpful. I would help pull them down and then he would put up the new ones. Um, but obviously since having kids, I haven't had as much time and then since starting my business. So he does most of that all on his own. Um, but yeah, I just think it's very much, we try and work as a team and I guess it's that managing time and, um, you know, I guess as, as organized as you want to be, you have to go with the flow a lot with farming as well. You're reliant on a lot of external factors and not just weather, but you know, contractors and that sort of thing. So it's just, I guess, yeah, going with the flow and, and yet also being organized and yeah, I guess a lot of that comes down to, you know, knowing that. The, there's everywhere it takes time to get to and all that sort of stuff but I guess I was used to that so yeah, yeah. when you got married yep. or when you moved to the farm yep. um, seven or eight years ago yep. did anyone give you a piece of advice or or a mantra to live by that you sometimes reflect on um, I think mum always had really good mantras um, I mean I definitely think I think that whole just going with the flow is really important. Um, and, I mean, we as a family are always, it's so corny, but we do the teamwork makes the dream work. And we say that to the kids as well in everything, you know, tidying up, picking up the toys, but everything that we do. And I think that for me, I guess, is the biggest thing. I see myself as a real support, like it's a support role thing, I guess, for me with supporting Dave. Um and because I don't there's not a lot that I can do plus he is you know he he's a real I don't like to use the word perfectionist because I think sometimes it has bad connotations but he likes things done a certain way when it comes to the farm and I know that he he knows that he can trust me to help with all of that sort of stuff but at the same time I'm like I don't want to get in your way if if me wanting to be helpful is actually going to be a hindrance then I'll just be here as backup Call me if you need me. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I think he's the same, you know, as well. Like with my business, he's always like, let me know what you what you need. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. Was there any surprises that you came across once you moved here? Um, I think it's that. Well, I mean, for us as well, COVID hit at like the worst possible time. I had an 18-month-old and a newborn baby and then we went into lockdown and you're already so isolated. And then to have that isolation, I think that was really hard and probably harder than you realise when you're in it. It's yeah. about coming out the other side. And I know that's been the same for everyone really post-COVID is how do we navigate this whole new world because everyone all of a sudden, you know, we're stuck at home and you can't go anywhere and then 
it's finding your way back out again. <clears throat> I remember thinking to myself in the middle of it, oh, I just, I, I'm not going to be worried about getting back out there again. <clears throat> and But then it had, it is weird because you sort of, and you're relying on other people as well. And for me, I'm a really social person. So I think that's been hard for me is to, because growing up, mum and dad, we threw parties all the time. Mum's a great cook. We were always hosting and we had a really like close group of friends and all us kids grew up together and everyone sort of took it in turns to throw parties. And I haven't found that yet here and it's, and it's taken a lot longer than I expected. And I think that's partly to do with COVID. And so definitely now and with the kids being at preschool and with life sort of returning to normal. But I do think that was probably one of the hardest things as well is just finding your people. And, yeah, I mean, Dave talks about how, like, our parents' generation, they did, they, they down tools on the weekend and they went and played cricket. And, like, his dad would, you know, work hard Monday to Friday and then on Saturday he would go and play cricket all day and Dave is like, I just, where would I find the time to go yeah. and play cricket all day? Like, that sort of stuff. And mum played tennis, whereas I don't know where I would fit that into my week. And I think that's really sad. And I, and I know that that's, that is the life that we're all kind of living now. We're all just so much busier and... I think that's a real shame and so yeah I think it's really important to try and make the time to fit that stuff in because it's so important and you know to, like we all talk about our mental health and it is so isolating and I think it's so important to try and just find your people and hang on to them and do what you can to socialize and and especially you know for I think us girls are better at doing that and maintaining friendships and so it's about helping our husbands to do that too because like I think sometimes they just walk out the door and see work so you've got to like get them away so that they can have a bit of fun as well. My husband always jokes that I'm his secretary yeah and so it's my my job to to make sure all secretary (laughs) all areas of the secretarial job is to timetable yeah those tool down times the when we're catching up because otherwise and I'm I'm very good at getting in the workspace as well so unless it's timed in like written in the calendar yeah it's just I agree it's very easy not to do it it takes effort and I think it takes more effort now since COVID because I think people are reluctant and everyone kind of got into that like uh I don't want to say yes because we'll probably end up having to cancel and I think people are taking a long time to get out of that mentality whereas I'm a person who's like something social I'm there (laughs) (laughs) tell you tell me where and when and I will be there And I'm, I'm not sure if you found it, but after each each kid, after each pregnancy and birth, and then going back out, I sort of found, like, I'm a very social person, but I'm sitting here at this party and I'm trying to relearn how to talk to people. Yes. And I think in combination with having kids in that, in that time slot and in COVID, yes. it's very much a, how do we do this again? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, all of that stuff that, you know, we that every mother goes through of, like, trying to finish a conversation without interruption and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, then it's everyone's just still trying to figure out, you know, and, yeah, what do you... And the world is seriously depressing a lot of the time and it's just trying to avoid talking about all of that all the time and just find the good stuff and focus on that. Yeah. Yeah. With, you know, small talk when you are entering into a conversation, apart from the weather, when we're talking to, you know people in rural communities yeah. and, and our husband, what are other small topics that you find 
Food. Food is a good one, yep. I mean, I'll work that into any conversation. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, I mean, at the moment, obviously, uh, there's a lot of talk about cost of living and, and all that sort of stuff. And obviously, it is important, but I do, I think, and it's like I just said, for me, I try... Like, yes, it's important to talk about that sort of stuff, but I feel like we're all talking about that at home with our husbands all the time and with parents and whatever because that's, that's the life that we're living. And so for me, if I'm out with other friends, I try to avoid it and keep keep it light if we can and, yeah, talk about our kids, but, um, you know, to, like making plans, talking about great stuff that we can do I mean I caught up with some girlfriends on the weekend and we were all talking about you know what can we do in the spring to get together and that sort of stuff That's yeah yeah forward planning yeah yeah yeah, yeah. good to have things that. to look forward to definitely yeah. yeah yeah if someone else was moving to the farm or into your local district what advice would you tell them about moving to the farm well I think try and you know, be a part of the community as community as much as possible, and I think that was another thing that for us as well, the timing of having little kids and COVID made that really hard, and I think set us back a lot. You know, we're kind of only managing to get into all of that stuff now, but I think wherever possible, you know, and, and find your find your people and 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 really make that work for you. And I do think, um, you know, t- like. Look at the people that are going through what you're doing as well. And, and it's that whole thing of, you know, don't compare yourself to others, but also look at what you can learn from others and see what they're doing and how it, and how it works for them. And, and definitely, yeah, I mean, I think with my husband's off-farm job, you know, he's, he's constantly seeing what other people are going through and that sort of stuff. So I do think, you know, try and focus on the positives. I think that's really important. And, yeah, try and get involved in your community and don't be afraid to ask for help if you need it. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any lessons that you've learnt along the way, either at home growing up rurally or here, that you think come to mind when you think, what have I learnt? Um, I feel like I'm a broken record, but I do think it's just that whole connection with other people it's just so important um and make sure that you have plenty of wood in the winter (laughs) especially if your husband is working long days and you are in charge of keeping the fire alight before the sun goes down have plenty of wood at the start of winter because there's nothing worse than scrabbling for wood on a cold rainy afternoon and I definitely think that was that was something that we always had at home because it was very cold where I grew up. Um, and I do think, yeah, you know, it's I think it's just really important to work as a as a team. Like that's really where I think Dave and I, as much as possible, just come back to, you know. And and when I say that, it's it's as much him supporting me with my business and as a, as parents, like all of that sort of stuff. It's so important to to work as a team because you are on your own a lot of the time as a, like as a foursome that is who we are we do so much together as a foursome and so it's so important to work together and work as a team and 
yeah, try not to spend too much time apart. And definitely like with Dave having to go to the property at Albert as well, you know, he tries not to be away for more than, you know, one or two nights every couple of weeks and that sort of stuff because, I mean, he hates to be away just as much as we hate him being away, so, yeah. And how do you make the team work? How do you make the team and dream work? <laughs> well, I provide the food. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's about, you know, sharing the load and, like... Yes, I love cooking and that's what I do. But Dave, you know, sometimes I'll just be like, I, I need, I've got something else going on. You need to do this today. And he'll jump in there. Same as, you know, usually like Dave's the one who feeds the dogs. But if he's away or too busy, going to be home late from his office job, the kids and I will jump in and do that. You know, the kids are starting to get to that age where they can be helpful, want to be helpful. So getting them involved, making them feel a part of it too, you know, just little things to begin with. But they love coming out and, you know, helping fill the wheelbarrow and feed the chooks and do the dogs and, you know, just all that sort of stuff to to just, you know, it's not... Yes, we have our own lanes, but sometimes you just need to jump in and help out. Yeah. 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 Were you here during the drought? Yes. So tell me what yes. that looked like for you and what lessons did you learn that you would apply to the next time? Well, definitely, and I mean, Dave is amazing at this, but it's that the future-proofing. So one of the main things that he did in the last drought was water yeah. and getting our properties, you know, with fail-safe water so that the next time it happened, he wasn't digging trenches and laying pipe in rock-hard yeah. dirt and life was a misery. So now that's in place, you know, and I think that's so important. <clears throat> and I think that's a lesson, you know, everyone talks about it. Like, you can't just go, okay, now the drought's broken and we'll deal with it next time. No, you need to, like, let's be prepared so that it's not as hard next time. I mean, obviously it's always going to be hard and it's different every time. But, yeah, I think that was that was a big thing to just, yeah, really be prepared for that sort of stuff. And, you know, look, I mean, farming is so reliant on the weather. And, um, I mean, we we both, like, I think Dave has four weather apps on his phone and looks at them constantly. And yeah. we don't do any, like, farming, cropping, and, and even still, you know, you're constantly, like, we were trucking out cattle tomorrow and Dave was like, oh, my God, I don't, I never want to say we don't want rain, but if we get an inch of rain, then that's going to really make things difficult. Yeah. So it's just that constant, you know. I mean, I think about that with, like, how Buy From The Bush started in the middle of the drought and then all that footage that Grace and the girls were sharing during all the flooding and it's just a constant evolution. Yeah. 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 Did you get affected by the wet season that we had that was a little bit out of the blue recently? Yeah, and we, in terms of having sheep, that was tough, you know, um, and I and I remember, <laughs> I remember having moments of saying to Dave, oh my God, we're never having sheep again, like why would we have sheep? But then you think about now as it's getting drier and drier and it's like, oh, sheep are great now. We'll just swap them out. <laughs> yes, exactly. But yeah, I mean, those wet years were tough and as Dave says, it's, 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 even, it's harder, like... It's harder to get stuff done in those wet years. Yep. At least during a drought, you can you can be doing that future proofing. I mean, there were things where like that needed to be done, but you couldn't even drive a tractor into a paddock because you, you knew it would get bogged. Yeah. So it, I know for Dave, he felt really 
useless, you know, you just like, I can't, not useless, but you know, like you can't get anything done. It was hard, really tough years and different in so hard in a different way to the drought. Like that's obviously really awful as well. And in terms of like stock losses and that sort of stuff, you know, it's both in drought and flooding years. It's yeah. Yeah. Just a constant roller coaster. <laughs> My dad and grandfather always said you lose more stock in a good season or a wet season yeah. than you do in a dry season. Absolutely. And that's always really interesting. I, I didn't quite get it yeah. until we did the drought yeah. and then we did the wet season. Yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah, it's yeah. A, an adjustment always. Yeah. yeah. That's my official end of my questions for moving to the farm. Did you have anything else that you wanted to share or that you could think of about moving to the farm and advice for those who are joining us here in Rural Lifestyle on the farm? I mean, I think just obviously it's about, you know, making the, the best of it and, like, you know even in those tough times, realising how lucky you are and just trying to, like, do things to make life easier and, and that sort of stuff. Like, I remember in the drought, <coughs> we had only had bore water for the garden <laughs> and whilst some things didn't love it, the things that did, and even though the lawn obviously didn't love the bore water, it was still enough to keep it green. And I remember talking about it with so many other people. It's just that having that green patch because it's so important to come in from those dusty brown paddocks to have that little bit of a green oasis and and I think having stuff like that to just try and you know make the and and realizing you know how lucky we are like I think um we we go to Sydney to visit friends and family and the kids are just their minds are blown but then we have friends who come out to visit us and they are just like wow like look at the space you've got here and sometimes you forget you forget how lucky you are and yes it's hard and it's hard in different ways to you know other people and we're all going through it but I think that's the other thing to remember is you're not alone everyone is going through it and affected you know by life on the land in different ways good and bad so I think that's really important to just remember and remember like what we're contributing back to everyone else's lives which is really important and definitely just that power of community and friendships and and yeah holding on to people you know that uh, that live life like you and and embracing that and sharing it and yeah making the most of it yeah thank you for joining us here on the farm as we spoke you've married a farmer now what with lizzie i hope that you've gotten some great tips tricks and hacks out of her story as we've listened along with her and learned what it was like for her moving to the farm for the first time if you've enjoyed lizzie's interview and content like this then please subscribe to the youtube channel as well as the podcast and if you like interaction with additional tips tricks and hacks please follow us over on instagram all the links will be in the description below Until next time, thank you so much for joining us here and we'll see you in the next episode.